Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. You're listening to the One Ministry Question Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Atkins, and today I'm here with Daniel M. Hello, hello. And uh, we're going to talk about one of everyone's favorite subjects today, and that is reviews. I would say it is, it's not everybody's favorite subject, but they hate hate doing them. They really do. But they're very, very necessary, uh, especially if you don't find yourself in the normal cadence of life and ministry, giving people good feedback. This Mm -hmm. is like the one time where you're going to give really intentional feedback a year. And I would say, first of all, it should be done with both volunteers, uh, leaders, volunteers and leaders, as well as staff. So what is the question today, Daniel? What does a healthy annual review process look like for staff and key leaders? Healthy annual review process. Well, first of all, you need to have one, right? <laughs> so before we even talk about what it, what a healthy process means and what it looks like, because there are parameters in and around that, there is the sense of, okay, do you have a do you have an annual review process? And perhaps you're a pastor of your solo pastor and you're like, yeah, but um, I, the, the deacons or the board don't even, they don't even give me an annual review process. Well, uh, well, that's, that's the first place to start, right? What does it look like for you? So at every in within every church, it has to flow. This review process has to flow from the top. If you are saying to your leaders or to your staff, Hey, I'm going to start reviewing you. And they're like, okay. For you to actually say, yeah, but well, it's because I I'm actually being reviewed once a year or twice a year. And this is what it looks like. And this is how I've grown. So that's, that's partly why I want to introduce this to, to, you know, our entire church family for you to actually start it with that and saying, Hey, you are subjecting yourself to a review process to actually start that way. Then you're going to, you're going to be miles ahead in trying to introduce the concept to your team. I would say um, posture is really important here as well, um, both for uh, whether it's staff or volunteers. A big part of this is in order to, you know, get better. Nobody's perfect. Mm. Um, You're going to have certain personality types that don't want to hear anything bad about themselves um, or um, they're going to they're going to feel the weight of this review more heavily than others. Some Mm -hmm. will brush it off and, you know, be like, Oh, okay. I can understand that. I can take that. And then some will just be like devastated (laughs) because you pointed out a few bad things, but it's still, uh, it has to be done. So under helping them understand the posture of the review is important. Hey, this is for development. I would say specifically with volunteers, I I can really dig in and and, and cover that side if you want. Um, Mm -hmm. This is a great opportunity to have an annual kind of reenlistment approach. What we do in most churches is we ask somebody to be a volunteer for life. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) By that, I mean, we don't ask them to sign up for a year. We usually just ask them to be a volunteer and then we force them to quit at some point. Like we don't give them a... it's bizarre to me, but you know, we onboard them. They don't get any additional training in most cases again, and then they don't get a review. They may get a thank you dinner 
or they may get, you know, something else, but they're not getting development, ongoing development and somebody who's saying, Hey, here's what I see in you. Um, here's what I've seen God doing you in the last year. And here's some things I think, you know, ways that you can grow to the next level. Yeah. Um, so I completely agree with you in the sense that it's, it has to be developmental, right? This, this isn't punitive and, and okay. To be honest, a annual performance review or a, a annual performance agreement, if you have paid staff is actually a really good thing to do. It's a healthy practice for both you as a employer, you as a, a, a manager and for your team member to receive that feedback. All of that is good. And there's HR reasons in and around that too. But HR reasons aside, I love the path that you're going down on because it is truly developmental. And, you know, on the New Churches Q&A podcast and on the Five Leadership Questions podcast, we've talked a lot about leadership pipeline and developing a leadership pipeline. And and I wonder if we might have to do like a mini series on that here just to, yeah. to get because, I mean, I recognize that we might have in listeners from our new churches and five leadership questions podcasts who have joined us here, but maybe you're brand new, maybe you're brand new to the Lifeway leadership podcast network. You're brand new to us. You're brand new to this. So uh, this is going to be a great way to just get you in the, the, to catch you up with what we talk about when we're talking about leadership pipeline. Okay. So we're not there yet. Uh, we haven't done the, those episodes yet, but here's what I'm about to say. The reason I bring this up, is when you think about an annual performance review or an agreement, if you do that in conjunction with your leadership pipeline, my goodness, like does that ever uh, solidify the importance in around it? You know, it, it brings validity to what this document is. It's not just a document on the wall. Literally, you're like, okay, hey, you know what? Um, and here's what I'm talking about. Okay, you are at this level right now you are a leader of leaders let's walk through the competencies and this is something that you could probably do at the first point right when you're setting goals for this next year okay you you should be demonstrating competency at this level in each of these areas what do you think do you think you are do you think this is where you're at right now and and most if if someone has any level of eq and they're not trying to impress you too much uh they're probably going to find at least one area that they aren't competent at and and if and if your views don't match up with their views you can have these honest conversations and you're like yeah you know i think at points you are at this level but i think most of the time you are actually here and to actually plot out where they're at on the leadership pipeline and then saying okay so over this next year so part of that could actually be over this past year, where do you think you landed? For the next year, we now have our roadmap for development and it's crystal clear because it's on the leadership pipeline. It's right in front of you. You can create an agreement and then you can say, okay, now we know exactly the type of development to give you so that you can grow, right? So it's always, and then you can revisit it next year and then the year after and the year after. And it really brings that leadership pipeline document uh, from kind of a pie in the sky theory to what's driving your church in regards to development. You know, the other thing too, it, um, you hit on a good point with self-reflection is vitally important to the review process. So we're talking about what makes a good performance review. It has to have an element of self-reflection. Um, 
in it because that allows you to see that person's uh, somewhat of their emotional intelligence if they are have an accurate view of themselves. Um, if you want to go really far, you can go for a full 360 review where you have um, you're reviewing that person, one of their peers is reviewing that person, and then somebody that works for them in a volunteer or whatever standpoint reviews that person as well. So getting a very well-rounded view. If you don't want to go that far, um, I think you should at least be vulnerable enough with that person to say, hey, um, when you come to the review, here's what to expect. Um, you know, you're going to rate yourself on a one to five. Uh, five means, you know, uh, I'm greatly exceeding expectations, four is exceeding expectations, and three is meeting expectations. Meeting expectations is not a C. If you get uh, all meeting expectations, then you're a really, really good employee. So know that that is not, you know, an ABC grade, like actually meeting expectations is a, is a solid A. Okay. So if you get a five, that will be, you might get one if you're really good. <laughs> um, setting things up like that so that they understand, I think it's really important. The other thing I would add is, you know, open, uh, opening up yourself a little bit to say, um, to do the whole stop, start, keep doing mm. um, thing where, hey, just, and, and I'd love for you to also bring me something almost as a review of myself, my leadership. I want you to bring me something that is something you want me to stop doing, uh, something you want me to start doing and something that you want me to keep doing um, in my relationship with you. Yeah, those so. are those are great questions. And part of part of that is for the because in, in a review, really, you're you're going manager to employee or you're going leader to volunteer or leader of leaders to the leader who might be a volunteer or whatnot. So when you think about that, it does have to go both ways because this is a relationship. I mean, I love what Lencioni says. Individuals don't quit organizations. They quit managers. So to be able to have that open relationship and that open, that open conversation rather and, and say, okay, yeah, how did we do last year? How am I doing right now? And what does it look like for me to grow this next year? And, and as a supervisor, what does it look like for you to help me grow? That's huge. But first and foremost, when you're doing these reviews, you do need to start with this past year and say, like you said, Todd, in the evaluation, how did we do? And then to actually do this in a way where it, every year you're, you're seeing the progress that is awesome. On the flip side, when you're talking about your volunteers and you're like, okay, how do I do this with a volunteer who is not paid? And, and, you know, they give five to 10 hours a week, or maybe it's two to three hours a week, or, or do I need to do this with every individual all up and down the leadership pipeline? Um, that's, that's probably the next question that's coming up. So what do you think, Todd? Do you think, you know, at the bottom of the pipeline where it's leading self, leading your, you know, leading others, leading leader, leading leaders, leading departments, leading the organization. Do you think for volunteers, this should be done regardless of where they're at up and down the leadership pipeline? Yeah, absolutely. The other thing I would say is you don't have to do all these. Yes. Awesome. So you should be doing them with the front row. So yeah. if you, um, if you're a senior pastor in a smaller church, then you need to be doing that with, with your, some of your key leaders, you know, 
I don't care. Uh, it, you probably have a director of children's ministry, regardless of the size of your church, even if it's a volunteer role. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you don't call that person that, uh, they're the ones that are ordering the materials and making sure the volunteers are there, whatever. If you don't have one, then God bless you. You, you, you need to figure that out and, yeah. and have that person. Okay. So, uh, it, when we're, we're talking about these um, individuals, I would say I'm, I'm really doing the evaluation with those that are just directly, you know, are kind of my direct reports. They should be doing the same. Now I should be mirroring what that process looks like and what the posture Mm -hmm. of that looks like so that, um, they don't, you know, do, do something that causes their volunteers to quit or something. If you're worried about that, if you have a particular person in mind that you're worried about, oh, I can't give that responsibility to that person, then I would say you have the wrong person mm-hmm. in leadership there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's a good indicator of a bigger issue. You, um, that person shouldn't be leading people if you don't trust them to be able to have that type of conversation. But you need to do them the favor of getting it all really clear about posture and process and expectations. Yeah. Yeah. And and to add on to that, I wouldn't if you have a a well thought through annual review document for your staff and there's HR because we didn't really get to this point, but there are HR reasons you want to do reviews like this. That's not necessarily always the, the, the hand that you want to lead with, but for your staff, there are reasons to do this, uh, healthy reasons, long-term, you don't necessarily want to use that for your volunteers, right? What does it look like to simplify that? (laughs) What does it look like to even think, okay, so if a staff member, if it takes them 30 minutes to an hour to fill this out for a volunteer, what does it look like a paid staff member? What does it look like for a, a volunteer, you know, for them to think, you know, 10 to 15 minutes or 15 to 30 minutes. So, so, so don't, don't use the same document. You can start with one and grow into the other or, or simplify it the other way. But the pro- the point of all of this is to, when you take a step back, are you creating a culture of development and are you creating a culture where there, where people feel free to, to share and to talk and to have healthy communication both ways uh, and in every direction. That's really the reason you want to do this and the, the, the long-term benefit of doing the performance reviews. And if you have, uh, if you don't have role descriptions in place, even down to your volunteers, I would say that's something you need to do. Those are free on ministry grid. We have, uh, I think over a hundred different type of uh, role descriptions that you could just say, Hey, this isn't perfect, but I can totally adapt this to my, to my church because that way you're establishing clear expectations up front. And that way, when you sit down to have a review with somebody, you have their role description in front of you. And mm-hmm. that's a really good template to use. If you're going to send out something in advance and say, Hey, I want you to fill this out. It should take you five to 10 minutes because you're just, you know, rating yourself on these things that are clearly in your uh, role description. 
So. Yeah. So, so one thing to consider if you're on the early end of this and you're like, yeah, you know, what? I, th- I think we do need to start doing this, or perhaps you have a process for staff, but you don't have one for volunteers, then our encouragement to you is not to just take this episode and start doing it yourself, but to actually share this episode with a few other people on your team, listen to it together, ask them to listen to it and be like, Hey, can we just sit down for an hour and sketch some of this out? Can we talk about this? So we want to encourage you to just hit the share button on your favorite podcasting app, send the episode to them. And we know in the past that this has been uh, episodes like this have been really helpful for leadership teams. So perhaps that's something uh, that you can do for your next step. And if you haven't yet subscribed, we do want to encourage you to do that as well. Well, thanks again for listening in and we'll catch you next time.